0: Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Components. I'm Ren, product marketer at Hereto and your podcast MC. I'm
1: Patrick, CEO here at Hereto. And I'm Jared, lead solutions consultant. Thanks for joining us on our weekly conversation about componentized and structured content. Hope you enjoy this 15 or so minutes of fun talking about everything from data to innovations in AI. All right, let's get into it. Wait, wait, wait. I know I, I, know, I, I know, I ask this every week, but didn't we, didn't we talk about this last week?
0: Yeah, I really thought this was last week's topic too.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm like almost 100% positive we talked about this last week.
0: What did we talk about? Are these all the same topic? Is that is that really what's happening? This is like groundhog day.
1: All right, well, this has been productive. Uh, let's move on to an actual topic. Actual topic is um,
0: what types of what types of content for um, departments like marketing? Actually, lend themselves to this kind of atomization that we're talking about, um, because that's a much more difficult topic than you know tech pubs, let's say.
1: Yeah, I think it is, and it's it's difficult and interesting, obviously. Um, so, you know, I think that with the rise of headless CMSs, we're seeing that structured content works for everybody, broadly speaking. Um, and therefore, you know, structured content like atomized content is just small structured content. I mean, if you're really, really coming down to it, well, it's, it's small. It's small, predictable structured content, which is really what a lot of the um, the headless CMSs give you. One of the challenges with building uh, an atomized content infrastructure, you know, which a lot of people would just call content operations, um, because you can't really have content operations without. Some level of structured content, and it works better with atomized content. Um, is that when you use when you use the a headless CMS that is really kind of like table based almost, and that's like an, it's not a great term, but you know you create a type, um, it's custom type, it's usually a list of different fields that you're filling in, and some of those fields are like rich text fields, some of them are date fields, those kinds of things um they can work really well for specific cases and it can also be super useful for it can also be super useful at the level of creating web experiences um but rarely do the semantics of that content uh work at a deeper level so you're really you're kind of stuck with like one level of semantics um which is like the field level right so you have an object which is your content atom um And you get a number of fields that are the properties. um, And then after that, you can't really put any more semantics into the content. So you can't really break it down any further. Um, And when you need to reuse content or pull content apart at a different level or build more complex structures of content, which is a requirement for things like technical publications and reference content, um, that becomes really, really challenging. So what it is to say is that As content becomes more generalized in terms of like um, marketing and information development aren't necessarily seeing their content as being marketing content and um, technical content. They're seeing it as being content that interoperates with each other through an enterprise content strategy. You're going to have to have a a structure, a standard underneath both of those that allows that interoperation. So where a, like a headless CMS is going to could work really well for like pure website marketing content, um, and some other forms of content that come with that, it's never going to work for the more, um, for the more deep technical content. So you're much better off starting with something that's more deep technical and, uh, simplifying it or, um, you know, building on those basic rules for marketing. Um, and what that does is that really gives you a, a true interoperability. Now, obviously like I'm a little biased here, but the only real standard that like provides you the ability to build that infrastructure for anonymized content right now um, is something which is using the philosophies that are based in data. Um, it doesn't have to be pure data. I think it really, it has to be data aligned, um, but it, you know, you, you kind of have to be in that state to really get to enterprise content strategy. I, I guess another way to say that is, and this is going to be something that's going to be really unpopular with a lot of people, but um, I truly believe it. You can't build an enterprise content strategy on anything but an XML infrastructure. Like it has to be XML. I'm thinking about whether I like this or not.
0: Um, for scalability reasons. Well,
1: for interoperability. And
0: interoper- interoperability is really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Do you, so you don't think it's possible to have an a enterprise content strategy that uses some other format um, that happens to be interoperable, you know, some proprietary format that, that would work and be interoperable that way? I mean, you're going to lose some, you might lose some scalability in the long run then, or migrating away from that proprietary format is going to be just a nightmare, absolute nightmare. But um it seems like you could, you might be able to pull this off if you're really committed to like a particular, uh, a particular format, you know, you can think 10 years down the road and what your needs might be, which is really difficult, but.
1: Well, so I would, I, I think that there are, are in select cases you can. Okay. Well, first of all, I think it depends on the size of your enterprise. So when you're dealing with a lot, a less, a less complex, smaller organization. Sure. Um you can probably get there. Also, you can take the term enterprise content strategy to be pretty loose. And frankly, your enterprise content strategy could be we write everything in Word and we we have Tim go and copy and paste it into our tweets in our website. Um, I mean, like that... Of course, that's... That is that is a Yeah, strategy. I mean, we're talking about something <laughs>
0: slightly... Um, we want a good strategy, really. I just kind of assumed we were...
1: Right. So, like, if you want something Tim, that scales... Tim's from, very trustworthy, but... But Tim's not super scalable as much as he is really, really high performance in what he does. So maybe if he'd work out more, he'd be a little more scalable. Okay. I don't <laughs> I
0: was wondering how long we were going to sit here and talk about you before you jumped in. Um, yeah, so. I don't want to spend my time as a writer copy pasting what you put into a Word document. I don't even have Word on my computer and I don't want to.
1: Hallelujah. But um, the thing is like... <laughs> so like but so the, it comes back to I mean technically that's a strategy, right, and that could be your yeah. enterprise content strategy, and at a certain level, it could work. It may make Tim hate us and himself, but it it is it is technically a strategy so like if we if we if we move past the idea that you know you can qualify almost anything, even a bad idea as a strategy, and we get to saying, all right, we want something which is going to um, interoperate between all of the different things we do in a way which is seamless and automated and doesn't require um, any direct human intervention, then I think you probably end up landing with something that's XML. Assuming you're a company that also has to write some level of technical content like documentation. Um, and, and here's why. So the reality is that the, the way that a headless, a headless CMS, which is, again, it's, it's field-based and it's basically a web form. It's a typed web form that is, is duplicated a bunch of times, um, works is it's, it's not ever going to be sufficient for, um, for really deep technical knowledge because like that knowledge, um, for one, it has more structure. It's tree-based in almost all cases. Like you really, you have tables of contents, they're rearranged into different structures. Um, you have the same piece of content represented in different tables of contents, content gets versioned at a micro level. So like, you know, you don't update your entire set of content for version 19.8, right? You update some pieces of it. Um, and those pieces are, you know, they become other pieces in the tree. So there's a whole host of reasons that technical content just doesn't really work well inside of this, uh, the, the. Uh, the headless style of component content. And what that means is that you can't bring both of those groups together. Um, And at the same time, learning content doesn't work well there either, right? So, you know, let's look at like, um, let's look at the learning content at HubSpot. So learning content at HubSpot, you know, they're producing um, a couple of different content materials and Um, some of the output is, is slides. Now, some slides are going to have more content on them than others and um, all those types of things. And they don't want to be just actually like producing slides. They want to write content and have slides be created. So, you know, you need to have a base idea of something which will become a slide, but you also need to have the ability to be a little bit more malleable for different types of slides. And then you also want to be able to take that content and repurpose it into guides and lessons and those types of things. Like when you actually get to going to the point of doing um, like true LMS style content and those, needs to, those need to work across those things. So now you're starting to get to the, to the enterprise part of the enterprise content strategy, right? So like this content needs to be deployed to reference, to uh, learning management systems, to slides, um, and probably to, you know, like actual like knowledge-based style content in the future as well. Um, And then at some point, the marketing content um, that's on the general website is going to want to be able to interoperate with this as well. So you get to this place where the only way to really fill all of those different channels with content is with something that is able to modify itself at a really granular level and know know what it is at a really granular level. Like this piece comes out in this case, this piece doesn't apply to this user. Like blah 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 blah, and like those pieces can be down to the word level or the sentence level, and the only way to get there is with XML because XML is just a tree-based structure for content, as opposed to um, something that's more like, you know, Markdown or Markdown inside of a um, uh, a headless CMS, which is which is really more it's it's basically table-based. Like you can break a, a headless CMS down into an Excel table if you really wanted to, and you could say like. Here's all of your content blurbs and they have these five fields. Like you could go and you could put it into an Excel sheet. You totally could, Um, but you can't do that with XML. It's like, it has has more structure, it's tree-based.